Well, welcome to Q&A. I'm so glad that you've decided to join us this morning. A really cool service and opportunity to stand in for the nine lepers. And so it, this is really powerful service, cool opportunity. So we're grateful you're here with us with Q&A. This is your opportunity to send in questions. So even though it's a different service, I'm sure there's questions out there. So we, the number is up on the screen. I invite you to text them in and we have a few to get started on. Um, specifically around prayer. So ready to hop in? Sure. All right. Um, I've prayed for years for a situation to resolve. I know the outcome I'm praying for would glorify the Lord, but nothing has changed. Many times it seems hopeless. Why should I continue to pray about it? Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a very real question. And I'm sure lots of folks can relate to that question. And, and I appreciate, you know, we almost didn't do Q&A because of the unique service, but uh, I thought if I, there was certainly a time in my own journey that had I watched a service like that and heard some supernatural healings, I would have thought, you know, like Pete shared. I had no Mm -hmm. idea that story, but can't walk and all of a sudden he can, and there's no medical explanation. I would have went, I'm not sure about that. Is that a plan? Mm. What's that? Does that really work? And and part of that is because there's not there's not a guaranteed formula in prayer. Right. So the young man stands for healing in their Thanksgiving service and he experiences a touch of God in his life and his leg. But there were a lot of folks who stood at our Thanksgiving mm-hmm. service who didn't experience healing. I guess I'm just connecting with the question. Sure. Um, and so when we ask and it doesn't happen, we get discouraged. And actually, sometimes I think the answers of others that are intended to encourage us can discourage us Hmm. to go. Sure, why not me? Yeah, why not me? Lord, is there something wrong with me? You would be glorified. Why not me? And um, I remember a gal helping me understand she had experienced um, 15 years of chronic pain Hmm. and had asked the Lord for a while for healing, then stopped because... She said it was actually hurtful to be told no again. Mm. So I'm connecting to that question of it's almost we believe for a few times, but then it's hurtful to ask and the Lord say no. In her situation, then she said uh, other people began to start asking the Lord for me things that I had grown reluctant to ask for myself but challenged by that she started to ask Mm. again and in one of our services uh, a few years ago the lord supernaturally healed her and took away uh, her chronic pain that had been with her for 15 years so all that to say and that was a long identifying I wish I could say, keep praying and the Lord will do it. I can say that to the degree that there will be a point in time where you will receive a new body and in the eternal life 
and you will be healed fully, completely, eternally. So we know that. Can I guarantee that the Lord will heal you if you'll keep praying? I can't. So you may go, so why then ask? Well, here's as clear as I can say it to you. The scripture says there are times we have not because we ask not. And so, though I cannot guarantee that the Lord will heal if you keep asking, I can almost guarantee he won't if you don't. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Did that make sense? Yes. That, that, That if you stop asking then he's not going to heal you. So um, if it's your heart's desire to be healed, then continue to ask the Lord. And in doing so, trust him with your heart. You're not only trusting him with your life, you are and your sickness or what needs healed. You're trusting him with your heart to go, Lord, Um, it hurts to ask and be told no, but I believe that you're good. When we say believe that he can, ask that he will, trust what he does. Uh, We are trusting his heart with our heart and our life. And and this person, um, Tracy, I'm sure you, like me, we've had things that we ask the Lord for, ask the Lord for, ask the Lord for, and it Mm. seems like it never is answered. And not seem like it, it never is answered. Right. And you go, am I wasting my time? Uh, for my personal experience, I'm not wasting my time. I do get weary at times and I stop. But I can say this by my own personal testimony. Um, and I'm not going to name the prayer request because, uh, well, you just trust me that that's probably not, the, the, it's not a prayer request I want to say sure. publicly. I have asked and asked and asked, grown weary, and I think, ah, I don't know if the situation's ever going to change. And then I am encouraged to ask again, Mm -hmm. and then I've grown weary, and then I've been encouraged to ask again. And so um, don't, because you're discouraged and you've stopped, think you can't start again. I've been encouraged to remember just because I've stopped doesn't mean I can't start again. And sometimes allowing other people to know about that request and they're praying for you uh, can make a difference in encouraging you as well. There were there was a particular prayer in my own life years ago that I had stopped asking the Lord for and my son uh, didn't stop. He kept asking mm-hmm. in our prayers before bread. And the Lord used him to uh, encourage my own heart. Don't stop asking. So I understand why you would be tempted to. And I understand if you have, just let me encourage you to start uh, again. The Lord is hearing. The Lord is working. And I have no idea why he waited 15 years in this gal's life. I have no idea why he waited four months in this individual's life. I had no idea why he waited for a year in Pete's life. 
We trust his power and we trust his wisdom and love. So I encourage you to keep asking and trusting his goodness. Absolutely. I identify with a lot of what you're saying in situational prayers when I heard the phrase, like, it feels like it doesn't, it's not going right. past the ceiling. Right. Um, but the power of praying with others and having others support you when you can't, when you, or you feel like you can't. And it's many times, thinking back now as you were speaking, just yeah. that reminder of how I've experienced different characteristics of the Lord in those moments when I feel like I can't. Yeah. And I feel like I just, I've done, I, I can't, like you just feel tired from that. But that encouragement that then comes to continue to pray, yes. um, which kind of goes along uh, with. Can I oh, say yeah, one yeah, more yeah. thing? Yes, Sorry. please. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> when my son got COVID last year mm. and he was discouraged, he, I was very grateful. He acknowledged I knew I needed to be reminded of the power of God and who God was in the midst of, because it wasn't just a, a quick, I had it and recovered quickly and he didn't. Mm. And so he started reading and listening to biographies of folks in the past who had walked with the Lord who had experienced God's supernatural work in their life. So oh, some really old stuff, like he read... Uh, the Cross and the Switchblade by David Wilkerson. And God worked in amazing supernatural ways in, in that uh, man's life. And then he read The Hiding Place mm. by, with Corey Ten Boom mm -hmm. and was encouraged in that. And then I started listening to the things that he was listening to and it encouraged me in my faith. I just mm. recently, and it occurred. Oh, <laughs> I want to hang on to that encourage, one. <laughs> <laughs> encourage the staff to. Uh, listen to or read Brother Andrew, God Smuggler, because mm -hmm. it so encouraged my faith. So to that question, if you have grown weary, don't believe the lie that you can't start again. And actually the practical application of listening to and reading not only the word of God, but the stories of how through the years God has worked supernaturally might encourage your faith as well. That's a great encouragement. That's a great encouragement. It made all the difference in his mm. own walk with the Lord in this last year because of what he had been reading. Mm. Sometimes we fill our, our minds with stuff that doesn't really fan the faith in our lives, and mm -hmm. we need the, the flame of uh, faith to be fanned. So uh, encouragement to read and listen to good stuff. That was a good encouragement. Would you mind repeating those books again? The Cross and the Switchblade. Okay. The Hiding Place. He also read uh, Hudson Taylor's Hudson Spiritual Secret, which was is a great book by the Howard J. Howard Taylor, and then Brother Andrew God's uh, God's Smuggler. Uh, I just finished it. So so many good examples of God uh, working supernaturally for the sake of His glory. Hmm. So it encouraged my faith. Those are good reminders. Yep. Very good reminders. Um, another question. Does the Lord tire of repetitive prayers over the same thing? He says he doesn't. Uh, and so the, he tells the, Jesus tells the story of, a, of uh, doesn't use this word, but you and I would think of obnoxious woman who <laughs> just won't stop knocking through the night. And uh, the Lord says, good for her. That, that represents our 
what was the word they used? Our what type repetitive of our, prayers. Our, our repetitive prayers are not bothersome to the Lord. They please the Lord because they represent a faith that is continuing to ask. So if it's just repetitive and the believing has gone, let me encourage you to reinsert your confidence in, Lord, I believe that you can, and so I'm continuing to ask that you will. I believe that you can, so I'm continuing to ask that you will. So no, he is not bothered, the scripture declares. He's not bothered. He's actually glorified by our repetitive prayers. Not meaningless repetitive. In Matthew 6, he talks about meaningless repetition. Mm -hmm. Don't get it wrong there. It's not the repetition. It's the meaningless repetition that Jesus speaks about in our prayers in Matthew 6. Mm. A good encouragement. Um, And a good distinction, too. Because I think it's very easy to fall into, oh, well, I'm saying the same thing. That must be meaningless. Right. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah, because you could play over and over again, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. You could recite that Mm -hmm. every day and it become meaningless repetition. Or you could pray that same prayer every day with great worship of who our God is, Mm -hmm. the heart that your will would be done on earth that is in heaven, that reminder of I'm dependent upon you from the food I eat to the air I breathe to the forgiveness I need. To, uh, I want your glory to fill the earth. So you could say that uh, with meaningless repetition, or you could repeat it every day as a refining and the expression of your heart before mm-hmm. the Lord. So repeat, just don't make it meaningless. Right. Um, so a question about the passage in Luke. Um, yeah. Did all 10 lepers leave justified before the Lord, or was only one leopard in the end saved? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I will turn to it. Here's what it... <clears throat> I think the question is rooted in this. One comes back and he says, were there not 10 cleansed, but the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, the guy who had come back, stand up and go. Your faith has made you well, or it can be translated, your faith has saved you. Mm. So... Are we saying that all 10 were cleansed physically, but only one was saved in terms of their sin forgiven? Uh, I, uh, I have no ability, original language, nothing tells, gives us uh, an answer to that question. So I would be speculating 100% that if um, if I tried to answer that, it was a request for mercy in their leprosy. The Lord met that and what that meant for them in terms of their forgiveness of sin, I have no idea. But the principle remains the same as they needed to believe, <clears throat> to admit they needed mercy, believe that Jesus could get, do it and act in faith. It was representative of what we need to be saved from our sin. Whether that was true in their life, I don't know. I do know that Jesus did many things physically supernatural in order to demonstrate he had the authority to forgive sin. When the uh, paralytic is uh, told, take up your pallet, take up and walk, take up your mat and walk, Jesus says, 
he does that to demonstrate that he has the power to forgive. Hmm. So this is for sure a supernatural work of cleansing. What went on spiritually, the text doesn't tell, but it tells us how to believe him physically and how to believe in him spiritually. Hmm. Sorry, that's a long no answer. <laughs> and circle back. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so this it's not it's a question, but sharing an experience from this morning that I just wanted to um, share real quick. Said, we decided to stay home today, and although it's a completely different place, our hearts have come to find CFC as our faith family. So as Doug asked us to stand if we had very specific need to stand. I felt strongly the need to stand right here in our living room. Yeah. My prayer is for my surviving daughter to come to know Jesus as her Lord and Savior. My husband joined me in prayer, and I sensed very strongly the Holy Spirit was present, mm. and the Lord has honored our commitment. It brought a strong wave of emotion. Uh, now I know it may take some time as she's experimenting a lot of things, not of our God, but I believe he's heard my prayer and the eyes of her heart will be open to his love. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's and awesome. It is. Because I said to Tracy walking over, I was kicking myself. Oh, I wanted to say for folks at home, mm -hmm. don't be hesitant to as an act of faith, stand and ask the Lord for mercy. So the Lord confirmed in their heart to do that. And, and I would only say, it may take a while hmm. in your daughter's life. It may have happened today. It may have. Um, the Lord does not need time. He often takes time, but the Lord does not need time. A, a great story that I've read about Hudson Taylor, who was used of the Lord greatly in China. He came to Christ at a, as a teenager. Mm -hmm. While his mom was more than 50 miles away praying for him, and she had a sense, I'm not saying that this is true here, but it could be, she had a sense as she was praying, the Lord said to her, your prayers answered, your son has been saved. She had no idea, way, 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 way before cell phones or anything remotely like this, <laughs> yeah. we're talking 1800s, she goes home <clears throat> later. And her son, Hudson, meets her at the door and tells her what had happened. And she said, I already knew. The Lord confirmed in my heart. I had spent an afternoon fasting and praying. And the Lord confirmed in my heart he had saved you. So may that be true in this situation as well. That's really a great encouragement. And it really is true when the Lord puts that prompting on your heart. You yes. may, and sometimes it's so hard. We don't see how what the Lord is doing. It's such a privilege yes. when we get to see the Lord working, but we don't always. And so right. that can be hard. Like, Lord, you prompted me to pray, but I didn't see that outcome. But that doesn't mean that nothing happened or that yeah. the Lord wasn't working. Yeah. Uh, is there another question or can I speak to no, it? Go ahead. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this whole idea of believing him in prayer. Hmm. Uh, there are times I don't know why or how, and quite honestly, difficult to explain. There are times when I have a sense of conviction, Lord, I believe you're going to do this. Hmm. There's other times I don't have that conviction at all, but I pray believing that he can. Mm -hmm. So this whole idea that to, to pray believing means that I'm believing he's going to do it. I don't know that. 
And I think it's very, very, see, this is why I, I couldn't pray for healing for a long time in my journey with the Lord, because I thought I could only pray for healing if I had this confidence that he was going to do it. He was going to do it. And I had to know in my heart he was going to do it before I could ask. That's, that's just not, <laughs> that's not faith. <laughs> that's, uh, no, I know he's going to do it. There is a faith that says, I know that he can. And I know he has, and I know he will in situations. I know he can here. So I am believing that he can hear enough to ask him. Mm-hmm. Right. But when, when I pray with this, I know he will. Now, now I've demanded of the Lord, and my ask is no longer an ask. It really freed me up to go, I believe that he can, and I'm, I'm asking. My heart is really on the table here, and he can do whatever he chooses to do. His ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His wisdom uh, exceeds mine by universes. And so uh, there's things I ask the Lord for that I think would be good. I trust him with it. It has freed me up to go. There are times that I have an extra confidence the Lord is going to work. And so there's an emotional difference in that. But the net result is I ask believing whether I feel it, I feel it or not. Mm. So I can't, drove in this morning saying, Lord, there's going to be people in that room with real needs. And I'm asking as we pray, you'll show up and you'll work in supernatural ways. I don't know how he works. I know that we ask him to work. And I hope that uh, as he worked, that we'll hear from some folks in the coming days. Of I was healed. There was a restoration. There was a provision like with the monks. Mm-hmm. A, a denial. I loved, I loved how uh, Jonathan shared in the video. I got the denial. And I went straight to my prayer journal and I said, Lord, provide for us. Lord, provide for us. Um, And ultimately, much greater glory in the the way the Lord provided uh, through the Facebook versus the insurance company. So keep asking. That's right. Believing without presuming that we know. Right. And you you talked earlier about not. Uh, or about um, praying with others and having others pray for you. And yes. I, this morning you mentioned, like, during the service, we have an online Connect card, but we have the Praying Church, a group of people yeah. that gather twice a week to pray over requests that come in. And it truly is a privilege to be able to pray. As a staff, we pray, and it's a real heartbeat of this body, yeah. and it would be a privilege to pray. So just an encouragement to really reach out and seek others in prayer and to not be in solitude Yes, in those situations. We pray as a staff at 8.30, uh, Monday mornings, Wednesday mornings, Thursday mornings. Mm-hmm. And as part of that time, we have had experience where we have prayed for one another, uh, knowing that it is on the heart of a person in the room who probably can't get it out their mouth. Absolutely. And, and so um, it reminded, when we've had this conversation, that there's the account in the life of Jesus where 
four friends have a paralytic who can't get to Jesus. So the friends get their friend to Jesus. Uh, They have faith for him. And it's become a good picture for us. And I hope this will encourage you uh, in our staff prayer to say, there's times that we can pray for one another. And it's not because the other person doesn't have faith, but we can have faith for them and sometimes articulate some praise or some requests that they can't. But they're they're agreeing with us in their heart. They just can't get it out of their mouth. And it's been a, a sweet way for us. It's happened for me. And I know that's happened for others on the staff that the prayer of others has been what our heart needed. So I I hope that you won't hesitate to let your prayer request be known and to join in praying for others, even when it's hard for them to pray. Absolutely. Just because they're not praying doesn't mean that they're not praying internally. That's true. Right. Just because they're not necessarily verbalizing that externally. Well, anything else you would add? from either the service this morning or as you studied the scripture in Luke? Uh, You know, I have the capacity always to add, but uh, probably (laughs) not necessary (laughs) this morning. I am grateful for those who did join us online, for those who prayed. And my prayer, though I failed to say it, my prayer was for those who were online as well, and not just for physical um, I know there were some folks in the room who, when I saw them stand up, I knew exactly what they were asking the Lord for. And for some, it's just some really hard relational things as well. So don't think we're only praying for physical healing or even just financial right. provision. Sometimes mm-hmm. the deepest hurt is in our relational brokenness. And... We're trying to do all we can, but there is a dependence upon God to work in the heart of another for reconciliation to happen. And if that's your situation, we're praying for you and asking that the Lord would be glorified. Uh, And I'm thinking specifically, honestly, marriage, Mm. because uh, he said he intended two to be one. And so if you're watching listening, and you're in relational brokenness, uh, I'm asking the Lord to work in the, not only your heart to trust the Lord and to endure. I'm asking the Lord to work in your spouse's heart so that what he intended for marriage would become reality for you in your life as well. Relational brokenness is so hard. May the Lord heal there as well. Well, thank you for this person. A really great service this morning. And so we're so thankful for all who shared their heart. We had some that were texted in, shared church online. And so we're really grateful for everyone who stepped in the gap of the nine to praise the Lord. So I hope you guys have an incredible week um, and look forward to next week and a, a great new year. Yeah. Thanks.